WKNC 88.1. You guys are listening to Carolina Grown. Uh, you were just listening to some music from the Dead Tongues. That was no intention from the first, I guess technically the first Dead Tongues album um, from Desert, which came out uh, around February of last year. Yep. S- strange yeah, to say last year now. <laughs> I believe it was like the 22nd or something like that. Awesome. And um, before that, you heard Mandolin Orange with Hey Adam and Saints Apollo with Hashing It Out. Um, so... We're going to get right now to talking uh, with Ryan Gustafson from the Dead Tongues. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the Dead Tongues are going to be opening up for Phil Cook and the Guitar Heels uh, tomorrow night at King's. Uh, Phil Cook, of course, is the multi-instrumentalist from Megaphone um, and has been in a lot of other projects, which you have done a lot of that as well. Um, There was like a four-year lapse between Donkey and Desert. Yes. Um, So what... What all, for those that weren't following you like some of us were, what all did you get your hands in? Because I know I was talking with you earlier. I saw you with Mandolin Orange. Mm-hmm. You've been with Human Eyes. Like, what all have you been getting into? Um, Let's see if I can remember. Um, see, I was in Max and Dean. Uh, played with them for a while. This other band, 12,000 Armies. Um, and The Love Language for a little bit. And... Mandolin Orange. Uh played with them a pretty decent amount actually. Um and then uh the Light Pines. That that was a good right. year of year of life. Um and then in that meantime I was also kind of recording other bands as well and uh recorded the first Humanized record, which I guess is the only one that people have heard, but there is another <laughs> one that'll be out uh soon. That is and, good uh, to know. Yeah. That is very good to know. Um spoiler I guess. But uh <laughs> Then I also did a bunch of instrumentals I worked on for about a year. Um, put that under The Daughter's Ambiguous. Uh, kind of more like, kind of minimalist uh, synth and organ stuff, but it, right. it, it varies. Some of it's like more tape collage. Um, and, yeah, the, the, there's more there. Um, like, yeah, I recorded with The Flesh Wounds um, and did... Did other stuff, but yeah, I was actually really busy during that. that time. Yeah, which is funny because so many people were like, "Oh, where is Ryan Gustafson? Where is he at? What is happening?" And it turns out like you're all over, yeah. <laughs> like whether people yeah. knew it or not. Uh, and I'm glad you talked about the daughter is ambiguous because um, I'm interested in seeing what uh, drove you towards doing the like minimalistic kind of electronic based mm-hmm. stuff when you kind of came to fame with a lot of this like folk singer songwriter type yeah. stuff. Um, it's just when I sat down, you know, what, what I wanted to do, um, it's kind of all it comes down to, uh, and it's, it's as introspective, but it's also free of lyrics, which is really nice. Um, I didn't have much, I really felt like, uh, expressing lyrically. So, um, that a big part of it. And, uh, also, I mean, I was listening to, uh, a lot of classical music at the time, um, as well as, you know, I've for a while now, you know, been into more like noise stuff and house shows and seen lots of different things and even dance stuff and uh just kind of wanted to try that out. And uh, right. I was actually living out at Pittsburgh in the time and uh it was really magical. Um my music room had this window that just faced this creek and it was, I don't know. It's very fairy tale esque and uh, so a lot of that music was just from looking out that window and kind of making this music that's supposed to be like a fairy tale so awesome do you see yourself going back to making stuff like that have you been continuing to do that throughout this whole time some um the pretty much the last year after i finished desert 
Um, I've been only on acoustic guitar or other acoustic instruments, and um, that's new to me. I've always had a recording space since uh, I was probably about 20 years old, even if it's just a little room set up. Um, and so with that, it's been mostly, uh, haven't gone back to it much just because the means haven't been there. And it was kind of an experiment as well with myself to be like, what what would happen if I really like never recorded and right. only wrote with acoustic instruments? And um, so, you know, there are times that, you know, I do it for almost like meditation purposes, just like on the harmonium or something. Uh, but, you know. We'll see what happens with that. I'm sure I'll do some more at some point. Right. So if you've just had acoustic instruments with you for a while, I'm hoping that means that you've got tons of material sitting at the wayside. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a decent amount. I'll, I don't have recording time booked yet, but it'll hopefully hopefully record it um, in a few months or something like that. Uh, awesome. So record. will that continue with the Dead Tongues moniker? Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, I, awesome. I'm planning on that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. And speaking of which, what what sparked the need for the Dead Tongues title? Uh, well, I finally came up with a band name for this stuff that I liked. Uh, you know, I would have put one on the uh, the Donkey record, but I couldn't couldn't quite find something that I really liked. So, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it's something to kind of have a moniker as opposed to trying to make myself the moniker. Um, and also doing the instrumental stuff, you know, I realized that. Having a name to focus on and a place to go for that one project helped a lot, and I wanted something like that for the uh, songwriting aspect right. as well. So it's not uh, just this is my name and these are the songs yeah. I write on acoustic and like yeah, electric so guitar. Yeah, it's more like you know I am Ryan Gustafson, you know, and you know, I wake up and eat breakfast and stuff. Right. And then the uh, when I go to write songs, I can kind of view it and whatever this weird ideal I have that the dead tongues is in my head, you know, I can think of those things and kind of be in that space. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can make the transition from Ryan Gustafson to Dead Tongues right now because we'd love yeah. to hear some studio <laughs> stuff. Sure, yeah, I'll do uh, I'll do uh, one of those newer ones. I'll see how it goes. no silver or gold in the stories that they told about walking down the road to heaven and I took no advice and set my sights further down the road to heaven and kept walking down the road to heaven It's getting late And I'm climbing up a gate And knocking on the door to heaven Pays the covered walls Your picture's hung and all Won't you open up my eyes to heaven Come on, open up my eyes to heaven Come 
Take me to the room with flowers and bloom And every side's like a new morning Come on, lay me down and put me in your cloud Yeah, let it linger on forever after Yeah, let it linger on forever after That was some new music right there from the Dead Tongue slash Ryan Gustafson. Um, and what was the name of that track? Uh, I, th- I think it's called Road to Heaven. Okay, awesome. So that was Road to Heaven from the Dead Tongues. Um, we are going to take a very short break. Then you guys are going to hear a little bit more of the recorded music from Dead Tongues. You guys are going to hear the title track from The Desert, uh, which came out, of course, uh, earlier last year. Uh, right around February, and they are going to be playing tomorrow night with Phil Cook and the Guitar Heels at King's Barcade right here in Raleigh. So stay tuned to hear some more music from the Dead Tongues, some more in-studio performances, and a bit more conversation as well. You're listening to Carolina Grown right here on WKNC 88.1. WKNC 88.1, we are back with more Carolina Grown. You guys were just listening to The Desert from the Dead Tongues. Before that break, you heard Road to Heaven in studio with Ryan Gustafson, uh, the brainchild of the dead tongues, so to speak. Um, so I am interested in knowing though, um, how long have you been writing music? Um, it's, it's been a while. Uh, mostly since I can remember, um, I started playing drums and, you know, I I just liked making noise and, uh, I still do, but, uh, it, I, I started guitar, I guess when I was around maybe 13 or so. And that's when I actually started writing songs. Um, but uh, before that, I was just kind of playing a lot. Right, and what were what were some of the big like inspirations that got you to the point where you're like, I want to do this. Like, This is something I want to move past just playing a whole lot and like start making it myself. Um, it, was, it was kind of always there. Uh, and I don't know why I just immediately assumed that just because you play music, you can write music. Um, that, w- that was never really a thought that I had. You know? Right. Uh, so I guess it's just kind of happened that way. I, I did know older people that were really, um, I don't know, uh, they-, they would help me out a lot, you know, and uh, just be like, yeah, well, we'll start a band with you. And so I was like, you know, 11 years old in a band with like someone in their mid-20s. And to me, I thought it was totally serious, you know. I was Right. Like, like I'm like, this is, like, we're a real band to them. They were probably just, you know, being nice. But uh, Playing with old so I'm sure that helped. You know? Yeah. And it's like uh, out at Shakori Hills, I always see there's this one uh, musician, I think it's like Lakota John or something. He's yeah. like a 12-year-old kid that's out there, and he's just like ripping it up. And I'm like, man, the people that like, the older folks that started playing with this dude had to have obviously started out like, oh, yeah, cool. And then they see how it develops. It's awesome seeing stuff like that. Like, Yeah, my uh, my friend Colin was telling me about some of these uh real old Carter family recordings. And uh, if you look up like Carter family and son or whatever, um, it's got this kid playing guitar that, you know, is like 11 years old or something. He's just destroying it. Um, just walking all over the place. And, right. Yeah. It's crazy. What a little bit of motivation will do for someone that yeah. age. And obviously it's worked for you cause you've stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice if, if you can tell someone's interested in something just to 
hand it to him, you know. Uh, right. Just be like, all right, yeah, just play it or write it, you know. It, uh, I think it helps. And it's responsibility. Right. And it seems like, you know, like a lot of your songwriting has evolved a lot, obviously, as most musicians do, um, between going from, you know, like the minimalist electronic stuff you mm -hmm. were doing, um, working with the donkey stuff, playing guitar for all of these other bands. Um, what what would you say are like the perks of playing a supporting role within the music or the band as opposed to being like the primary songwriter? Um, it it does help you understand what it's like to be in like the shoes of someone that's in your band, which is nice. Um, so as far as managing a band, for lack of a better word, I don't feel like I manage my band, but I guess I kind of do. Um, it it helps to know what what you like to have, you know, like what um, freedoms you like to have, and just to uh, you appreciate the people playing with you, you know. Um, and it helped me become a much better guitar player because uh, you have to play outside of your comfort zone a lot of the times and uh, play parts you didn't write. Um, right. So as far as memorizing songs and kind of learning a lot more about just being able to pick up something immediately um, because you only have one practice before a show where you have to know like 12 songs, you know? Um, so it definitely helped me become much more comfortable with the instrument itself. And, and, and it's, we were talking, you know, like you've been in a whole lot of projects. Are there any in particular where you first jumped in and you were like, wow, this is going to be something that I have never really tackled before. Uh, I felt like that when I uh, started playing with Max Indian, um, I, there was so much I didn't know about music at the time. Um, you know, I didn't know, like, the numbers scale. You know, when people, like, yell numbers at you, you know, that means different chords. Right. Like, whatever key you're in. I didn't know any of that. You know, I didn't know any of these diminished walks. And uh, Carter, who wrote those songs, um, is just all over that stuff. So I was completely, uh, like, a, I mean, a fish out of water on those first practices, just hoping. Right. Because you know, I was always just playing by ear and didn't know to so that that taught me a lot um that was probably the most uh unprepared i felt <laughs> in the band. well obviously that worked out because max indian like I, yeah. I remember the first time i got to see max indian was i think the last max indian show at hopscotch i was <laughs> yeah. like man like how did i miss out on this that was one of those bummers but thankfully i was mentioning earlier you know adam kincaid is one of the ones that really got me onto the the ryan gustafson train so to speak and then it was like shortly after that, the Dead Tongues came out. So I was like, all right, I didn't miss the boat on this one. Like, yeah. I, I'm glad that that worked out that way. Um, but you did a lot of work with uh, the Drug Horse Collective. Mm -hmm. um, what's what's kind of come from that? What is everyone within the Drug Horse Collective doing at this point? Uh, I would say everyone's actually kind of doing the same thing, even though it's in some ways, you know, the Drug Horse necessarily doesn't uh, exist in the way that it did. Pretty much everyone's um, still making music. You know, 12,000 Armies uh, has a record that, you know, I helped uh, be a part of that one. Um, that'll be out this year. Um, it's really good. Uh, then Josh Moore has a record coming out this year. Which I am so incredibly yeah. excited for. Yeah, and me and Stu just came out with records. Um, uh, oh, Stu, uh, Love Language um, just came out with records last year. And then... Uh, you know, other bands that were kind of in through there, like Mount Mariah, you know. Most people are still playing. Right. Uh, Jeff's still recording all the time. Um, Nick uh, from Tomahawks is uh, playing a lot. Um, I don't know if he has any record plans, but 
So everyone's everyone's still on the on the go actually, just kind of in separate directions, <laughs> yeah. kind of in separate directions. Yeah, kind of. Because it, uh, it's like I was mentioning it on yeah. the break. You know, there, there's so many people that are playing in bands with each other that it's like you go see someone at this point, and you're like, I didn't even know yeah. <laughs> that these two people were making music together. It's awesome though. Yeah, and, and those those drug horse shows are fun because I mean, you know, I I played in maybe five of the bands, and uh, so you just play five shows in a row. Right. You know, it, they were, it was a blast. And is that is that sort of how the the live Dead Tongues band came together? Just it seems like Drug Horse Collective was a lot of like we're friends and we make music, let's mm-hmm. do music together. Yeah, and that was also like when I was just putting together a band was when Drug Horse started, and uh, so that, that's why pretty much everybody um, in my band you know was involved in all those bands as well. But and it was also just hanging out, you know, right. Yeah. We all realized we were just going to be like at home playing music or, you know, we could uh, just start something that has a name and then do that out outdoors. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are going to jump into a little bit more of the live music here um, from Ryan Gustafson. And would you like to introduce to the folks what you are about to play? Yeah. Um, this is a, a song I wrote a few months ago. Out on the west coast, it's called uh, My Companion, and uh, it's the first song I've ever wrote on a banjo, so we'll see how it goes. Oh, my companion, what could I give? To this old land where my family lived I served in the cavalry on the front line Fought in the desert long past the time came around And there's some to this day that sticks around companion what could I bring to make a half-life feel whole again I went to the altar offered to bleed strengthen my blood for my family cause I'm back and there's something that I gave that I can't get back I'm not the same as I used to be And though my good savior, how could you go? I'm watching the wall fall at Jericho Coming down There's something to this day that sticks around There's a black cloud hanging over me I have no good fortune, gave my last plea Where are they now in my time of need? Cause I'm back And there's something that I gave that I can't get back
houses and catacombs The sheriff won't follow, follow me none Heaven's a bottle and hell's when it's done Then I'm back There's something that I gave that I can't get back That was a live take of Ryan Gustafson's new song. That was My Companion. Um, hopefully we will be hearing a lot of that in the future because that was fantastic. Even if it was the first song you've written on banjo, which is incredibly surprising. Um, but we are going to take a very brief break, come back with a little bit more of the uh, studio recordings of the Dead Tongues and a little bit more conversation before we roll over to the second hour when I will be joined in studio by Six String Drag. So stay tuned. You are listening to Carolina Grown right here on WKNC. WKNC 88.1. We are back with more Carolina Grown. We are rounding out the first hour here. We got about a little over 10 minutes left. Uh, I am still here in the studio with Ryan Gustafson. Um, as I have mentioned earlier in this hour, he and the Dead Tongues will be playing tomorrow night at King's Barcade, um, opening for Phil Cook and the Guitar Heels, who, of course, is uh, one of the many fantastic, talented artists from Megafon. Um, and it's it's an awesome awesome lineup. Uh, I'm real bummed that I'm not gonna get to check this out, but I feel like it's like you guys don't. Uh, I want you to just play like all the time. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it can't happen. But um, one of the things that I really remember is the first time I got to see like a full set. It wasn't like one of the hopscotch day party acoustic things. It was the Memorial Auditorium set. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel like that has to be a big point for you, like you know, like opening for John Cale essentially. Um, yeah, that that was unexpected. Um when I when I got that email, I, I I'm really bad at responding to emails and I responded immediately to that one and I was like, oh, Yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> wait, wait, this the, are we talking about the same John Cale? <laughs> but so would yeah. you what would you say is like the, the peak of what you've done musically at this point? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Um it, it's a hard thing to kind of figure out, you know, because it to me, you know, it's still it, it doesn't really seem like the music has necessarily it's just kind of what I do. Um, right. You know, and uh so I, I can't really I feel like there hasn't really been a peak necessarily. Uh not in a bad way. Uh, right. Just in, it that, you know, that was that was nice, you know, um playing in there, you know, the place was huge. Um it you know, I'm not used to seeing that when I go to sound check, I was like, oh. oh like a huge chandelier yeah. hanging down. And, uh, and like, you know, and Richard Young's, you know, and John Cale was really great to play with them. Um, just, uh, you know, I was pretty honored. Um, so, you know, that that's up there for sure. Um, I think recording that last record was probably the, the happiest I've felt um, musically, uh, you know, with this stuff, just finishing that took took a lot out of me um so right it seems like a lot of the the solo material or this isn't solo anymore i guess uh, that you work on it's it's got to be like emotionally taxing to write oh, yeah, a yeah. lot of this stuff like how how do you go about you know just like going through that on stage all the time i feel like i ask this to a lot of people but it's always something that's really interesting to me is because so many people have so many different approaches they either turn off or they kind of like 
revel in like getting to feel this stuff all over again? Yeah. What sort of approach do you have to it? Um, I've been trying for the last uh, few years to go there every time I hold an instrument. Um, that's that's kind of like a respect to the instrument and the. You know, I got tired of, you know, for a long time. You know, I played music for so many years, and there was always this awareness that came along with it. Like you're aware of um, if people are looking at you, or if people are like just too much awareness of. And, and so, my only goal is to shut down that awareness, other than um, sonically speaking and listening to the other people that are playing, obviously. Um, but yeah, I try and go there as hard as I can. Um, and a matter of fact, I'm disappointed in myself if I don't. Um, and so if, if I played a show and I think it was bad, it's usually because I didn't really get in the, get in the place where I feel like I am kind of not vulnerable, but just really in, in the moment. Right. And it's, and it, that's a good word to use to it. Cause it's like so much of it is just being laid out there and, like you mentioned, you know, like sometimes you'll pay attention to what's going on as opposed to what's on stage. And, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes you've got some like musician on stage, like literally like pouring his soul out. And then you got people that are like drinking in the background, like playing Candy Crush or something. Yeah. Like, it, well, And some people that's their skill is to live in the room and interact with the room. Um, like uh, I can't think of any names off the top of my head, but, you know, just people right. that are very good at interaction with the crowd. I'm I'm not good at it. Um, so that's not like uh, my world. Um <laughs> I, I do much better if I just try and, um, you know, go there emotionally with it and just kind of open myself up to the music and see what, you know, it'll allow me to do. Definitely. And so what what's to come in 2014 for the Dead Tongues? Um, you know, I'm working on it. Um, I've, you know, I've been writing a lot. And uh, so hopefully, I'm not sure if another record will come out this year. I hope it does. Uh or else that would just be a long time <laughs> of waiting for the record to come out for me. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm hoping to record soon and then just kind of got to take it all step at a time. Um, but that's kind of the, you know, the way it goes when you're not on a label and things like that. It, uh, it's, you know, I can't just show up to a studio and record a record and then it's off my hands. And right. I kind of have to be a part of all the steps. So it makes it take longer because, you know, I'm not a business person. Yeah, it's a lot harder to go through, and like we were talking about on one of the breaks, you know, like you mix some of it, you're like involved in the recording of this. It's it's like you're playing totally different aspects yeah. of it, but it's nice to be able to because I know a lot of people probably feel like they just make it and then it's out of their hands. Yeah. So what do you feel like that is something that has like lent itself to you a lot to learning this production aspect of it? Oh yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. Um, it. And especially working with other people and like uh, having done a few other records um, that were not my records, that, that actually helped me a lot on this last record, having recorded maybe five or six other people's records and uh, mixing those as well. That, um, yeah, I, I like it that way. You know, I wouldn't mix it if uh, I didn't want to. Um, and eventually it'd be nice to, you know, have someone mix it that uh i would really want to but that's it's not at that point yet. right yeah yeah it's it's nice to be able it seems like it's kind of like you get to put on like a different visor and like look at the music from a different perspective yeah. which it does kind of open your eyes to a different area when you're like you're writing at one point and then at the other it's like you are analyzing the music from a totally different perspective like, yeah 
and it's it's just really cool to see people that can get to both of those aspects because yeah. so many people are just like rudimentary in that one side mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's there's definitely there, there's perks to both you know it's yeah like, it's just about what you do definitely i've always admired people that can just show up to a studio with some songs record them and that's just what they're doing you know? yeah and they're writing more songs and then they have those um you know i, I like that aspect but i also you know I, I gravitate heavily towards the production side of things as well so well, we look to hear a lot more from you and the stuff that you were affiliated with throughout 2014. Um, I'm so glad to have had you on for the first show of 2014. Do you got some time to do one more studio track? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. We will hear one more live track here from Ryan Gustafson. As we have mentioned, um, he and the Dead Tongues will be playing with Phil Cook and the Guitar Heels tomorrow night at King's Barcade right here in Raleigh. Uh, very excited to have had Ryan on the show, and as always, you can check this out online starting next week. Um, we will put it up on our podcast, on our blog, which is at wknc.org slash blog. Surprise, surprise. So, uh, Ryan, if you want to give this track a brief introduction for the people out here in Radio Land. Okay, uh, well, I haven't quite decided which one I'm going to play it. <laughs> um, I'll do uh, the song called Hanging Fool. Um, it's off the uh, off the desert record and uh yeah it's kind of about partying in the summertime take 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 me all around to your favorite part of town Where the water flows and never puts you down Take off your clothes and swim until we drown Cause the night is singing like a freight train And the stars are falling like a sweet rain I'm paralyzed and put into a trance I'm speaking tongues and never making sense Nothing here that's more than what it seems 